I think that um, just going forward, kind of really seeing, you know, and I'm trying my best not to turn this into a political, you know, I'm trying to stay right in the center. Right. Um, you know, but, um, you know, kind of seeing what I saw in the past and really what the outlook is and what the, the current administration has, you know, vocally said to us through the years is there's going to be a huge push and a lot of cash and a lot of capital put behind health insurance for those under the age of 65. How that's going to pan out, who knows? You know, any anybody that's going to say anything, it's going to be pure speculation unless mm-hmm. you're sitting down with the Congress person drafting the, the bill. But um, I think that for those that want to be in the under 65 space, I think there's going to be a huge, huge, huge opportunity, specifically because of this administration's goal is to make sure everybody has health insurance um, in, the, in the country. We wanted a way that agents could hone their craft and be a part of a larger community, get the resources they need and information they need to know. We cover relevant topics in the industry that will help you close more sales. We talk to top producers and industry leaders to share knowledge and best practices from around the country. So if you want to make more sales, then listen up because we're dropping gold. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the show today. I'm really excited about this episode. It's been a little bit since I've dropped a podcast and uh, who better to bring on today to talk about the topic we're going to cover than Mr. Joe Tritola. Thank you so much for joining us today, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, on MLK, man, taking time out to to meet with us. But uh, I, I think that for the topic at hand, you are one of the best people to talk to. So uh, if you just want a little, a little bit of background on Joe, uh, his agency is called Nation Care Insurance. And these guys specialize not only in the Medicare market, they also specialize in the, the, the specialty of cross-selling to the Medicare market with ancillary products that are top-notch. Uh, on top of that, Joe has a call center internally that focuses on direct to consumer. So, you know, everything that Joe talks about, everything that Joe teaches, he's putting it into practice through the call center, which is always something that we love seeing. And now we got a huge focus that's coming out on the under 65 market. So Joe, I want you to kind of break down a little bit more about um, your, just a small bit about your agency. And then what is it that led you guys to get into that under 65 market? All right, good, good questions. <clears throat> um, we actually have two agencies. We have one um, distribution um, of the agent downlines out there, and we work primarily with agencies, agents um, in the field, and then we work with call centers um, that are selling Medicare over the phone. We're actually the go-to in some of the South Florida call centers to sell Medicare Advantage. That's something we've been blessed with. We haven't really gone public with that over the last year, but um, we've been very blessed to work with some of the nation's leading med sub sellers. So it's been a beautiful and rewarding experience. And then locally here, um, we have another agency that, that exactly as you said, sells direct to consumer, um, where we have a bunch of agents that you know come into the office location and then some agents work from home um, where they're selling primarily Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage plans. And then of course, when appropriate, um, doing some cross selling. Um, under 65 was something I did um, before um, ACA, uh, back in the day when you got paid 20 or 25% on a Humana or United Health One plan. 
And, you know, right at the beginning part of ACA, we, we all sold, you know, insurance and all the other you know, Obamacare-based products when they actually paid commissions. And then there was like a lull, uh, like 2015 to about 2018, where just kind of everything got wiped out in terms of um, compensation. So there really wasn't a, you know, kind of a need for us at that point. We sold some short-term stuff, but um, the focus was on Medicare. And then in the last two years, and, you know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. It's really um, Justin Brock, who's, you know, kind of been very vocal about it the last couple of years. He's, you know, really put under 65 on, under the viewpoints of a lot of people, including myself. And, you know, demand from agents, you know, forced us to, we had to catch up with the times. We had to be able to compete because everybody was moving faster than we were in offering under 65. I mean, we had a few contracts, but we didn't have um, anything, you know, as far as a platform goes. And early last year, um, we built out a platform where we wanted to create a one ecosystem where the agent could come on board, uh, can contract with, you know, 80 to 85% of the carriers that they would need in their market that they would work in, whether it's over the phone or local. And they would have one place to go quote, one place to do the application, one place to, mostly one place to get paid. Um, we offered advancing when advancing really wasn't a thing. So the agent can get started a little bit quicker. We offered a lead program. And I, I think I kind of deviated from your original question, but I'm rambling on and on and on. And, and then it became something and, and we created an entire platform just built out specifically for under 65. But it was, I mean, I'll always give the credit where the credit's due. I give Justin the, the props. He, he, he was the one that really kind of brought out the air horn and sounded the alarm. And, you know, we all kind of followed. So one of the things, though, that, um, you know, going back to what you mentioned, there was this lull, right? This period of time where it got into a lot of people's heads because the reality was there was no money to be made in it during that, you know, 2015 to 2018 time period. So what exactly is the opportunity now? Like, why is it all of a sudden so tempting and at least get, getting so much traction? Because obviously agents aren't going to get behind it, you know, if it isn't something that's good for the client and also good for helping to grow their business. So what exactly is, I guess, the opportunity now that's making it so attractive? The, the compensation, you know, now um, the agent is in a position where an under 65 sale on the ACA market, you know, quote, Obamacare um, pays a very similar commission to a Medicare Advantage or a Medicare supplement policy. You know, oh, okay. absolute dollars are very, very similar, not on every single carrier, but, you know, kind of a blended over, over overlay. It's about similar. So there's and a that's, lot of yeah. Same thing with the residual side of things? Residual goes down just a, a tad bit from what I understand in year two, but it's a, a, a very attractive uh, stream of income. I'll tell you, I was one of the, and I admit this on any of the trainings I ever did, I always admit I was one of the naysayers um, during that period of time up until maybe, you know, 2019, where somebody would talk about selling ACA, I would be one of those that's saying, hey, you know, you're wasting your time, just send them to the carrier. Until I really got in and I started to look at it and said, well, wow, you know, this is a little bit different. You know, this is the application process is easy. Um, I only did a handful of ACAs this past open enrollment. I don't do much production um, uh, for my other responsibilities, but the handful that I did, I mean, it literally was a five minute process. Oh, like, wow. I couldn't believe the process compared to the way it was back in like 2013, 2014. How do we, so how do we compare 
because you brought up this comparison between Medicare Advantage uh, in terms of its compensation, but what about in getting prepared to sell? So an agent who wants to get into that side of things, um, what is how difficult is it compared to Medicare Advantage, like in terms of certification and contracting? Um, and, and which one's more difficult in your opinion? Medicare Advantage is more difficult because each, each insurance company has their own criteria to open up the path to represent them. Um, in the under 65 space, you have to do the FFM certification, which you know is a couple of hours. You can kind of compare that to the AHIP. I think it's a much more longer daunting you know, slideshow process than AHIP is. AHIP, you can kind of like quickly jump to the test. And if yeah. you've taken it you know, for as many years as we have, um, yeah, you can literally just pass it in, you know, I, I think the name of the game now is how fast can I pass the AHIP? You know, <laughs> how quickly can I get it done? FFM was a bit, for someone that's not, you know, entrenched in the industry, it was it was a little bit of a, a learning curve for me, you know, the second time around, because I did FFM back in whatever it was, 13 or 14, whenever it hit, yeah. 12, 13, 14. It was a bit more challenging, but the the carriers, you know, once you put in the request, you get your writing number relatively quick and you don't have to go through these, you know, annual based certifications. It's pretty fast. So that's, and again, then uh, let's just say, because if we're talking about somebody says, hey, Joe, I want to get in the Medicare Advantage space. And you're like, okay, well, at minimum, we're going to need you to get set up with these four Medicare Advantage carriers. Each of them are going to require their own certification plus the AHIP side, you know, so they're looking at maybe having to spend a week, right, on, on getting prepared with going through certifications, right, if they're going at their pace. Um, on the underage side, because like what you're saying, you basically, it's like one certification to rule them all. Um, how, how quickly can someone get through that? Is it like a couple yeah, hours? Very, very fast. They can get it done in the same day. Yeah. A so, few hours. I would say if you've never done it before, if it's a brand new set of concept, you probably want to allocate about four hours. You know, if it's your very, you know, your very, very first time, but if you have some knowledge and understanding of the under 65 space, you could probably get it done in about two. About two hours. Okay. So, and again, going back to, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, experts coming out in the marketplace, uh, you know, saying and talking about the opportunity, talking about, you know, their hiring as well, or recruiting agents to be in their, in their hierarchy. One of the things that I saw that you were doing is you were bringing on some very talented producers that were in that space to actually help with your agency um, so that when new agents were joining you, uh, they were basically going to be supported by some of the best in the industry. So uh, tell me a little bit more about who it is you brought on specifically for the under 65 opportunity to help with the agents joining your hierarchy. It's a good question. So when we were trying to figure out how to how to do this, again, we wanted to be competitive with what other people were offering out there. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be the figurehead of that. <laughs> like, again, uh, one of the things we pride ourselves here is our transparency. Um, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It's just how I live. It's worked so far. We try to be as transparent as possible. And I knew going into this, like, I was not going to be the under 65 guy. Like, it just... I mean, I could tell you how to sell it, but as far as like building a business out and how to do an application, it's just, you're, you're, you're going to hit the brick wall by asking me. But I noticed something in all the other groups that anytime somebody asked an under 65 question, um, there was always three or four individuals that other agents would tag in the comments line. 
And I've been noticing this for a long time, for two years or three years or however long the Facebook world existed. And um, I said to myself and Joanna too, we said to ourselves, you know, like, you know, it would be really good if one of those three people actually decided that they'd want to work with us. Like that would be like really awesome if it worked out. Yeah. You're, you're friends with them. Get a phone call going. I don't know what to expect. Let's just talk. Let's see where they're at. And the first call we had was with Malia, Malia Rogers. And I remember hanging up the phone and she was real cool. She's like, let me think about it. And about a week later, we get this formal professional written email of like an acceptance. And I was like, my eyeballs popped out of my head. And I'm like, oh my God, she said, yes. It was like a, like a business prom date. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> she's gonna do it. This is awesome. Like, I want her, no. And then uh, Mike Shellaback came, um, we had a personal relationship. And then as soon as it was um, George Beach, he was the third. And um, these three individuals, what, the way that we design the hierarchy is that when the uh, agent comes in, they have a choice to work with one of those three or none of those three. It's entirely up to the agent. But if the agent needs some handholding, we encourage them to pick one of the three. And they basically take the agent's hand and walk them through like, you know, how to set up your FFM certification. Um, uh, here's the carriers that you, you should contract with. Here's the carriers that you don't need to waste your time with because of, you know, what you're going to do. Um, here's all the training videos, you know, watch these videos. Don't worry about those videos. And if you have any questions, you know, here's the, the private labeled Facebook group that you can go into. And it's like a real department. It's like a true carved out corner of the company and it's really really impressive yeah um, and then and they do training like Malia is, is really really awesome not that the other two aren't they're everybody's super awesome but I'm going to have her stand out for just a little bit because she's created the, these grassroots based trainings that you know quite frankly like a lot of agents need you know not a lot of agents can walk into our industry with a bankroll of you know marketing you know you know what an acquisition cost is for a client it's yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars and they don't they don't have that kind of cash out of the starting gate and so she's doing a lot of training about how she has grown her business and it's really cool it's got a lot of good response is the if we're talking about how you make these sales the majority of the agents are they doing it face to face or are they doing it telephonically i think that the majority of the agents that we've been attracting um in the last year have been uh, mainly face-to-face -face agents that as a result of what has happened in our society have had to force themselves to be more uh, telephonically active. Right. So it's more of a hybrid model, um, not so much as a true telesales model, more of a hybrid. So face-to-face -face agents forcing, being forced to do some business telephonically. So if we're talking about doing it telephonically, and I guess even in person, would you say the regulations and how you can market and sell the products are more similar to MedSup or Medicare Advantage in terms of its you know, regulation of what you can say, when you can say it, all that stuff? I would say that it's actually less than MedSup. So less than MedSup. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you're appealing to a much wider audience. Um, you're not really marketing products that are government subsidized. Yes, the premiums are subsidized, but that's really just a rebate or an advance on a tax credit um, that you would, you would receive in the following uh, year when you reconcile. So it's not like the government is, is funding the, the cost of the, the coverage. 
So that entire regulation is, is out of the equation. And the main overseer tends to be the states, you know, when it comes to um, misrepresentation. And, you know, of course, on the other end of the spectrum, the, uh, the more criminal acts of that. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't go out there and put an ad that says, you know, I guarantee your rates to be 10 bucks a month. Click here. You know, you still have to follow your state's rules and guidelines and so forth. But it's definitely lesser restrictive than Medicare Advantage um, and Medicare Supplement. I mean, if you had to compare one to either or, I would compare it to MedSup in terms of its regulation. Well, that's that again makes it even more appealing because that's one of the things that makes Medicare Advantage not as appealing is just all the nuances of how you have to be careful what you say, when you say, how you market. And it just makes that, um, you know, the opportunity more appealing to know that you can, A, like you mentioned earlier, quickly get contracted, quickly get certified, and then B, know that you can start marketing without having to jump through a million hoops in order to get ads out there so that you can start talking to people. So um, what do you see in terms of the like the longevity of this opportunity because in the medicare world we talk a lot about hey you're going to have these turning 65 for the next at this point in the next 10 years now you know you have people turning 65 um you know 10,000 a day so you know but even after that 10 years is up there's still going to be a huge number of people turning 65 every single day but in terms of the under 65 market currently what do you see in terms of its longevity with the way that um everything structured politically and, and just the way everything's designed. The only thing that I'm not sure about is when the mandate was taken away to get health insurance. Uh, I don't know. It was about two years ago. Um, I don't know if that was as a result of a Supreme court decision or as a result of an executive order. It's just my, my ignorance in that area. I don't, I don't really know. Um, if it was as a result of an executive order, um, I think with the blue wave, you're most likely going to see something like that overturned and you'll see it being more of a mandate like it was in the past, where if you didn't buy a health and if you didn't buy a minimally essential health plan or had an exception not to get one, um, you would be charged a penalty on your income taxes. Mm -hmm. um, I could see that happening. Um, if it was a Supreme Court decision, then obviously that's the highest court and you know, that it, it, it is what it is. Um, I think that um, just going forward, kind of really seeing, you know, and I'm trying my best not to turn this into a political, you know, I'm trying to stay right in the center. Right. Um, you know, but, um, you know, kind of seeing what I saw in the past and really what the outlook is and what the, the current administration has, you know, vocally said to us through the years is there's going to be a huge push and a lot of cash and a lot of capital put behind health insurance for those under the age of 65. How that's going to pan out, who knows? You know, any anybody that's going to say anything, it's going to be pure speculation unless mm -hmm. you're sitting down with the Congress person drafting the, the bill. But um, I think that for those that want to be in the under 65 space, I think there's going to be a huge, huge, huge opportunity specifically because of this administration's goal is to make sure everybody has health insurance um, in, the, in the country. So whether it's, you know, Medicare for all, whether it's, you know, a single payer system, whether it's beefing up the ACA market so there's more players, whether it's allowing us to buy across border, whatever that answer is, there's going to be some, some kind of better opportunity tomorrow than there is today for under 65. 
uh, Medicare too. You know, yeah. absolutely. If they reduce the Medicare age from 65 to 62, I mean, <laughs> 35% growth next year. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to, the money will fall out of the trees. You won't <laughs> be able to bring it to the bank. You, you, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. You couldn't, you couldn't stuff more money. Your SEP would be maxed out. You, you couldn't stuff more money in the bank if they drop the Medicare age down just three years. I mean, yeah. that whole segment of people, it's ripe, ripe, very ripe market. So the, the one thing that I wanted to quickly go back to, uh, just to kind of get back into the process of it all, you mentioned about, you know, selling and being able to sell across state lines. Um, right now, you, if you wanted to sell, because, you know, if I'm in Arizona and I wanted to sell in Florida, as long as I have a non-resident Florida license, I could still get licensed to sell underage health insurance in Florida from Arizona, right? Correct. Okay. So For most ca- most carriers, not some carriers are are you know still considered captive, um, so you wouldn't be able to sell some carriers. Yeah, uh, but for most carriers, you can. Okay, perfect. Um, because yeah, I know that that's again one of the things since COVID, a lot of people have been switching to learning how to sell telephonically because well, it's just again there's going to be a lot of people who are not as willing. Maybe not in Florida because you guys have one of the most open states for COVID, but in a, in a lot of other places, you know, there might be a lot of seniors. Well, actually, we're not dealing with seniors, but still, you got to wear masks everywhere we are. Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least this part. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then so I think that ultimately one of the things for me, I guess, being that I've been in the senior market for so long, is that switch where I always think about. Um, you know, things are, there are certain things that will be different when you're working with a, a younger market, right? There's going to be a difference in terms of their uh, adaptiveness to technology. So I think that Huge maybe difference. doing EFs can be very easy with them, um, Absolutely. you know, and so what would you say is one of the, one of the ways that as an agent, you can differentiate yourself enough where the younger generation, like myself, maybe I would just go direct to a website and try to do everything on my own. Like, how do you differentiate yourself so that people won't do that and instead want to work with you? Um, For one, you have to explain to that prospect that you're talking to what your value is. You know, I always tell people that all the plans are the same, whether you work with us or somebody down the street the plan outcome is going to be identical. We can't change the terms and conditions of the plan, but the difference is, is you get me or you get us. And here's why you would want to work with us. And you have to outline all your reasons. I could tell you this, you know, when you take Medicare supplements, Medicare advantage, and you take under 65, when we look at the percentage of customer service calls for each of the product lines, under 65 is our least amount of, um, clientele. We have the least number of clients in under 65, but we have the highest percentage of inbound calls for that product line uh, because it's not as streamlined as that's one the one thing that I did come to realize is it's not as streamlined. Like somebody called the other day saying they never got their medical card. I'm not deep invested into the product line. So I have to go and figure out, well, we, somebody in my office has to go and figure out how to get them their medical ID card. If they called in with a well care plan and they didn't have their medical ID card, I know I can go on medicare.gov or whatnot and pull all their pertinent information. So I don't know if that's true or not on the under 65, but um, the other thing too, is you're dealing with so many more plans. So there's a bit more on the knowledge side 
you know, because each health insurance company may have six or seven plans in every single market that they work in, or even more, 10 or 12. Whereas on Medicare Advantage, you, you generally get one or two, sometimes three on, on the higher end, but usually one or two on the insurance company side. Um, but then, you have, you know, do you have tools that you, you have tools similar to what we have with CSG, Medicare.gov, that when we're working in other states where there's multiple products or like you're saying, multiple product lines, um, that it can help us to quickly scan and see what's going to be a better fit? Absolutely. We subscribe to quote it. And what we did was we got the Agency Pro a subscription that a regular agent would spend $200 a month on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the fully loaded, you know, Cadillac CTS. And what we did was we broke it down and we sell off individual subscriptions to that um, for 40, I think it's $45 a month. So about 75% off. Um, it takes you about, I'm not going to shortchange the time. It takes a good two hours to like set your quote up, personalize it for you. Mm-hmm. But basically it has all the ACA carriers. It's got most of the short-term medical carriers. So I should say all the ones that you would sell. Yeah, It's got all the ancillary products all built into one ecosystem. And you can put in the client's you know, name, zip code and all that fun stuff. And then you can put in their doctor's names, you could put in their medicine and you can hit a button and it'll show you what plans the doctors take. And what Solid. plans the medicine will be covered. And then you hit one more button and you send them out an application. Um, they hit a button on their side, type in a little bit of information, they hit submit, and that's it. They're enrolled. I mean, it's wow. like when I say like a five minute process, like if we played a game and you had the little timer and you're like, okay, go, I could do the entire, you know, the whole thing in a five minute window from start. That's to wild. Yeah, so it's, fa- it's faster than, the, than Connection or Sunfire. So let's say that you're, um, I guess when it comes to compensation, because let's say you write up a family, because in the Medicare world, we're used to writing up a singular person and getting paid um, either a fixed amount with Medicare Advantage, or we get paid a percentage of their premium with MedSup. How does it work in the under 65 market? Is it going to be a flat rate that you're getting paid per enrolled person, or are you getting paid a percentage of, of the premiums they're paying? That's a great question. Um, most of the um, on-exchange carriers, you know, the Bright Healths, the AM Betters, um, the uh, Cygnus, the ones that are, you know, Obamacare, mm-hmm. um, they pay a per member per month, PMPM, PM, and that's per member per month. So if you have a husband and wife and three kids, that's five members. And if you're at, you know, 15 bucks per member per month, that's $75 a month you'll get. Um, the one family. Year. Yeah, one family. And then if you're, if you're um, uh, uh, I don't want to use an adjective, but if you sell an ancillary product with them, um, you would be paid on that as well. That's typically a percentage of the premium. Yeah. Um, on the short-term health side and the limited medical, which is still two huge markets, um, that those products are typically paid uh, commissions as a percentage of the annual premium. And that can range, you know, that's all over the map. I've seen it as low as 10%, depending on the state. And then um, on the really, really high end, you can get into the 30 and 40% range. So if we're talking about, um, I guess uh, you're basically saying all of the, almost all of the Obamacare plans are going to pay per member per month. They're not going to be in any kind of percentage. 
Right. There are a few carriers. Again, I'm not the expert in this area. I believe Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas pays still percentage of premium. I could be completely wrong. And I'm sure around the country there's others. But at least the main national-based carriers are all PMPMs. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, and that, I guess that way, one of the, maybe the appealing things is that regardless of whether the family you're helping is getting subsidized or not, you're still going to get paid the same rate. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether they, they get, they pay a $1,500 premium or a $15 premium, you're getting paid identically the same. Solid. Well, it sounds like, oh, go ahead. I have a friend that has a call center in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I visit back when we recently just went on vacation together and uh, like (laughs) the, the growth that he has had in the past year has been you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars in revenue, like in just one year. Wow. Unreal amounts. Like even now they're still doing 40 ish apps a day outside of open enrollment. Outside of call centers though, because that's the other thing that you see out there a lot. Like the, the people that are being interviewed and talking about the success they're having, they normally have a team that's, that's helping with doing that. What would you say, though, is the opportunity to the independent agent who's just going to be, you know, it's a one man shop or a one woman shop? So the way I look at it is there's different ways you can be successful with under 65. So one way is is you can just add it on as a as a, uh, a, you know, a side dish to your menu of offerings. Yeah. um, To accommodate the um, husbands and the wives and the children of your Medicare clientele. And that agent, you know, depending on how busy they are in Medicare, you know, they could probably be in a position where they write 20 to 30 applications a year. You know, a good 200 app Medicare agent can effectively do 10% of their Medicare book in under 65. And that's what we see mostly. We see mostly, you know, uh, side hustles where it's kind of a, you know, like I said, a side dish on the menu. Yeah. Uh, Potatoes or green beans. But if I were to start over, so if I were to go back into the field, you know, rip away every bit of my responsibility today, and, you know, we played a game and you told me I had to go be a Medicare agent, what I would do is I would be marketing for inexpensive marketing and lesser costing leads. I would be marketing to people 60, 61, and 62 to 65 for their under 65 for two reasons. One, shot at short-term med, if appropriate, and the premiums are, are juicy at that age. And then number two, if not appropriate, you always have ACA um, to fall back on. But, you know, there's a good shot if you're marketing, and, and I'm just giving you a blended idea here, but if you're marketing to women, 60, 61, and 62, there's a good chance they're married to an older guy, 65 or above. So you can secure the relationship and then ask for the opportunity to compete uh, for his Medicare business. Yeah. You know, me also doing your other Medicare marketing, but that would be one area I would focus in on. And then when those people age in, in the next three years, you now have this huge, hopefully huge, but this huge book of business rolling in Yeah, and so forth. That would probably be the way that I would do it. Um, if I was just going to be an under 65 person, then you can kind of open it up to uh, people of all ages. I would start at age 26 though, with the marketing. So, so it's not, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty easily fathomable, fathomable to, if you're already an existing Medicare agent, who's going to 
pick up this, um, you know, add an additional feather to your cap for the under 65 market that, you know, you could, um, you know, you could bring in an additional, uh, you know, 30 to 50 K in revenue um, during, you know, building, building your block over the course of a year. If you, depends on how busy you are. I, I wouldn't think that 30 to 50 K would be realistic for a 200 app um, agent. Um, if the agent was more like a 500 app agent, I would say that's probably more realistic. But I would say that, um, to be fair, a 200-app agency can probably bring in another $1,000 a month in revenue, you know, just by having it as a side item to their offerings. You know, yeah. they have to have the ear open. And, you know, when they sit down with the husband and if the wife is younger, they got to be able to, you know, transition over to talk about the spouse. Gotcha. So in for the people, just to kind of wrap this up, the people who are looking to join your team, since you have, like you mentioned earlier, you have your experts now for that specific market, um, what would they or what can they expect when joining your team in terms of, uh, you know, contracting training and, and getting ready to, to get into the market for under 65? It's a multiple step process. The first thing we do is um, we ask them to schedule a call with either Malia uh, Michael or George of their choice, or if they don't want to work with any one of them, they would schedule a call with me or Joanna. And basically we would have a discussion and it's more about our understanding on whether or not they're, they're really serious about being in the business. And number two, you know, they, they're at least coming to us with a plan. Uh, it doesn't have to be that they have a business plan, but they can't just come and say, I want a residual business. Like you gotta, you gotta give me more than that. Like yeah. if everybody wants a reason, who doesn't, you know, <laughs> or I just, I want renewals. Okay, great. That's yay. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about before that. So they at least have to come with some kind of, you know, vision, I guess that's the word I was looking for their vision. And then if we decide that we're going to be suited for each other, because we're not suited for everyone, um, we would then take a night, you know, kind of a snapshot of their market um, see what kind of carriers they would need. And then um, they would begin the contracting process. And then they would be given kind of a laundry list of things that they had to do. They have to go and get FFM certified on their own, you know, click here. They have to have you know, insurance. If they don't, they can tap into the agency one. Uh, we provide, but it has to be for our carriers, of course. Um, and then they have to just demonstrate kind of a general overall competence in the area. And then we'll ask them to watch some training videos. I know training videos are never, you know, fun, but, you know, it's something you can do. I, I personally watch training videos. I enjoy training videos because I could do it, you know, when everybody's in bed and my son yes. is sleeping and it's quiet in my house and whatnot. So we ask them to watch a few training videos and then uh, the magic starts from there. Solid. So um, what I'll do is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll post how somebody can reach out to you. I mean, obviously they can, uh, if they're watching this on Facebook, you can always look up Joe on Facebook and shoot him a message or um, any of his team. Uh, and that way you guys also can check out Medicare Mentors, which is the Facebook group that, uh, that Joe and, and Joanna uh, run, which is an awesome group. A lot of people chiming in with some great information there and helping each other. So that's also a good place where they could probably get in touch with you, right, Joe? Absolutely. That's the best place. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Like I said earlier this morning, uh, I appreciate your time today because I think that uh, this market, it's, it's, it's getting a lot of eyes and ears, you know, perking up because I, as you mentioned earlier, the, 
the opportunity is there, even if it's a feather in your cap to, to throw on an additional $1,000, $1,500 a month just for uh, uttering a few different words to try to capture some yeah. more business. I mean, that's, it's a no brainer, you know, and, and it sounds like the, the contracting and the uh, certification process is easy and especially the application process. Um, that's that's going to make it all the more attractive. So um, I definitely think that more and more agents, because here's one of the things I always uh, try to emphasize to any of the agents that I've talked to is that in my opinion, the market is moving in a way where the portfolio agent will become king. It used to be that a lot of agents could focus on one product and be very successful, live a good life, you know, have these great residuals coming in from the one product they're selling. But now, especially with the call centers getting bigger and bigger, call centers are trained to sell multiple products. So agents need to kind of keep up with that and offer multiple products in order to be able to best suit their clients and take care of them the best way possible. So what are your, what are your final thoughts on that? Well, we, we work that into our scripting, you know, especially during AEP when people would call in from our website and other media based marketing, and they would have questions about their PDP Yeah, and they would want help changing it. And, And part of our scripting was, you know, we would be delighted to help you, but you know, in order for us to, you know, help you here, we would love the privilege to compete for your Medicare supplement. You know, would you allow us, it's very eloquent, would you allow us the privilege to compete for your Medicare supplement? And if they, as long as they say, yes, we go and do our job, we, we do the PDP work, and as soon as we're done and say, now we did what we're supposed to do, and you know, now it's your turn, let us compete. And you know, 95% of the time we can you know, successfully and ethically replace their meds up. Yeah. Same, same thing with the under 65 stuff, you know, when, when somebody calls in and, and says, you know, can you help with health insurance? You know, we poke around a little bit. And as soon as we realize that there's a Medicare person in the house, that's part of our script. You know, they go to like page four, they read the paragraph and it says, you know, we'd be delighted to help you out here. And if we're successful with that, you know, would we, would we be allowed the privilege of, and almost everybody says yes. Yeah. You know, everybody says yes. Yeah, that's that, that that's that the beauty of the trial close, right? That's kind of what yeah. you're doing there. You're always doing a trial close, which mm-hmm. a lot of agents, they do not, especially in the phone sales, they do not train themselves to do that, to do the trial close. They're either they're too nervous, they think that they'll get hung up on, but man, it is bet it's to me, it's just it's more important to weed that out in the beginning than to find out at the very end. I I think a lot of that ha- and and we can chat about this a different time, but I think a lot of that has to do with repetition. Um, when you're like a single type of agent, you know, a sole proprietor agent, and you only get, you know, 19 leads in the week, you know, if two of them fall apart, you know, you could, you could essentially be in a, in a devastating position. Um, we get 19 leads an hour <laughs> to, yeah. to put it in perspective, you know, 19 leads in 30 minutes. So, you know, these guys are trained and buffer based calls, and they're just so trained that, you know, if the person just doesn't even sound, you know, in the right frame of mind, they're just emotionless to pass along <laughs> and go on to the next one. So it's like this competitive thing. Yeah. And I'm always running around like um, this particular quarter, my we have a few partners, but we're switching roles. So I'm running around the office now, like yelling across the room, like things to say, because I'm on the I'm the whispering and, the, and whatnot. And, yeah. um, 
just it's a it's a repetition thing. I always say to to people is it's not that I'm any better at what I do. It's just because I've done it so many different times. It's I'm no different than anybody that's in their craft. You know, you you're really good at generating you know Facebook marketing con content for what you do, but you weren't very good at it when you first started. Right. You know, you had to repetitively, continuously do what you had to do to get to the point where you're really good. And that's the same thing with phone sales. You have to talk to 500 people in a row and then you'll start to realize like 460 of them said the same exact things. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's exactly the same things. Well, that's what helps. That's why it helps to have a script, you know, even if exactly. for the people who are not comfortable or don't like the idea of a script because they, they fear it'll sound robotic. That's where it's helpful. And again, that's why I always, I always tell people that if you're going to learn something new, it's best to stick to a script because you can repeat it over and over and see where you can improve or what's not working, what is working. Absolutely. I, to this day, I still use a script. If I have to take a call, yeah, I'm, I'm fumbling for it, but I still use a script. <laughs> I think I posted a video last year of me doing a call and I was literally reading from the script, the script that I wrote. That's right. You I were selling, I think, uh, a yeah. final expense plan that you're just like, yeah. I hadn't done it in a while. Yeah. And so I just popped up the script and I made the sale. Yeah. That's it. That's it right. Works. That's it. As I always say to agents, you're not paid to think, you're paid to do. <laughs> you know? You're not. In a, in a polite, respectable way. You're paid sure. to do, you're not paid to think. Yeah. And, yeah, and absolutely. The, and the quicker you can realize that you're just a doer and not a thinker. You know, I was driving in and I don't know how much time we have. I guess we're at the end. But I was driving in this morning and I was like, God, it's been like 20 something years since I started finance. And I'm like, what did I do when I was 24 years old that maybe I'm not doing when I'm 45? So 21 years. And um, what I did then is, is essentially kind of what I do now is I just did. I was paid to do. I was paid to do jobs. Yeah. You know, I had to set 10 appointments. So I did it. You know, I had to, you know, try to motivate those 10 appointments to actually come in the office. So I did that. When they came in the office, I had to read a presentation that I had to memorize. So I did that. You know, when I collected all their documents, I had to put it into the computer. So I did that. Um, yes, there was some thinking and strategy along the way, but 90% of the job was physical labor, was doing stuff. Yeah, the, the, the wheel say. was already invented. You don't yeah. have to reinvent it. You just got to come in and learn the mechanics of it and then just start going to work. Exactly. And just repetitively do it over and over again. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a great way to, to, to end this podcast is just with that insightful information, because I think a lot of agents can can run with that and make that immediate change in their business to start seeing and affecting change. So with all that being said, again, I really thank you for joining me today mm -hmm. on this holiday. Uh, this is great information. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be excited to inquire with you about how to join your team and, uh, and see what that's all about. So again, reach out to Joe. You can either reach out by Facebook, go to his Medicare mentors group, check him out there. Um, but th these guys are an awesome group and, and they're only growing. They're only growing. So uh, watch out for Joe. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Take care. All right. Take care. All right, bye. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you want access to a huge discount on this proven system that gets agents writing business, increasing their revenues, and providing the ability to scale 100% over the phone, then send me a text message at 480-573-7559. This is a discount on the all-access package and applies to life and Medicare agents in the senior insurance industry. If you want access to the product knowledge, the scripts, the tools, the ongoing training, then you've found the right place. 
at SeniorSalesUniversity.com. Again, SeniorSalesUniversity.com. See you on the next one.